stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Canadians sent him back with another minority at the cost of $600 million and deeper divisions in our great country. Well, that was Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole last night reacting to the results of the 2019 election. Oops, I mean the 2021 election. Hard to tell them apart after all. So, yes, we spent $600 million and uh, risked who knows what else in terms of the pandemic or just unity in this country to end up right back where we started. Almost identical results. It's really uncanny. But, of course, those results in 2019 led to a change in leadership in the Conservative Party. So what does this mean for Aaron O'Toole, who certainly sounded like someone last night uh, ready and willing to contest another election? Whatever that might be, 18 months, two years from now, hard to know. Uh, So, yes, I think this is the kind of election result that probably leaves everybody disappointed. The Liberals didn't get their majority. The Conservatives came up short. The NDP and, and the Bloc. I don't know that there's too much there for them to get excited about either. But joining us for some some further thoughts on this election, what it means for the Conservative Party, what it means for the West. Very pleased to welcome to the program our friend Elise Mills, uh, conservative uh, strategist, analyst, a senior associate with Sussex Strategy Group. Elise, great to have you with us here. Welcome back to the program. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Thanks for inviting me back. So like I say, I mean, I, it, it's, it's hard to see how anybody could get all that excited about these results last night. There was some disappointment for everyone. But what were your initial impressions when you saw the results coming in? You know, initially, when you start to see Atlantic Canada, you think, OK, this might be, you know, the big, big movement towards, you know, equaling this out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Uh, was I surprised... No, but I had always been hopeful that we were going to, the Conservatives were going to be able to break through. I think what was very disappointing uh, was to see um, the PPC grow their vote. Um, You know, I'm obviously challenged by, I wouldn't say their ideology, but their opinions. And they have so many opinions, Rob. Uh, And a lot of them are not rooted in in fact. Mm -hmm. But I'm not here to, uh, you know, take a shot at at PPC, but I'm... I, I don't know where that leaves us as a country as well. It, I think what's more concerning to me is I haven't seen this country this divided since the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, and, and the West is still, you know, treated like a little kid at the table. So not much has changed there either. So what does it mean now for, let's talk about Aaron O'Toole and the Conservative Party. I think Aaron O'Toole ran a pretty disciplined campaign. He's, he's clearly good at, uh, you know, campaigning in an election. Uh, there, there were maybe some issues that tripped him up a little bit toward the end. Perhaps the situation in Alberta became more of an issue than, than he bargained for. But where do you see him in terms of his strengths? And, and is it enough to, to keep him in the position going forward? I think he's incredibly agile and he's very, he, he demonstrates a leadership and a collaboration that I haven't seen in a long time. I really appreciated that he decided to put everything on the line and modernize 
the Conservative Party, because up until then, we've been living in 2011. And as I've said to my colleagues, you know, I framed the newspaper clippings of that massive blue wave. I, but that's where it belongs, is on your wall and behind you. Um, mm. that's, that's one victory. Uh, but it shouldn't have taken us a decade to shed the skin, modernize. Canadians have changed. Conservatives have changed. Um, if you look at the last decade, how people understand or see climate change is very different from the conservative side. But it doesn't mean leaving Alberta, you know, pushing Alberta further away and pushing the, those sectors away. I mean, Justin Trudeau supports Atlantic Canada's energy, so much so he doubles down on giving free money to them with absolutely no repayment schedule. I mean, look what happened at Muskrat Falls or Hibernia. Um, I think the message Justin Trudeau has has said, you know, has told uh, Newfoundlanders and Atlantic Canadians is, I support your energy, I support your forestry, I support your fishing. But by the way, Western Canada, all those industries are a different set of rules. And I think Aaron O'Toole made it very clear that he's got to, we've got to stop picking winners and losers. And we've got to bring everybody back to confederation and around the table, right? Um, I liked all of that. I liked Aaron's announcement around mental health. I liked the idea that um, women were not a subsection in the platform, um, that, you know, that we were, that women were mentioned in ways that, you know, I, we identify as business owners, not just mothers, not just, you know, sexual health, for example, but uh, all those, those things are important. But we have the same questions men do about our taxes, our finances, our future in this country and, and what are, what the future means for our children. So I think what we have to do, and I would really hope that conservatives would understand this, we've got to give this leader um, another run at this. We need to be able to, this is relatively new to, for the Conservative Party, um, and it doesn't matter how much people like me have wanted to go this direction, um, but this is, this is where we need to go, and we need to hone in and perfect the platform, our positions, and uh, take a look at some other areas, I think, including what we're looking at with carbon tax and how that relates to the energy sector. We need to come up with a more fulsome um, and, I think, more intelligent position on climate change. It's interesting. We look across the country. I mean, the Conservatives were up in uh, Atlantic Mm -hmm. Canada. The Conservatives were up in Quebec. The Conservatives were up in Ontario. Interestingly, you know, it was in the West where that support dipped a little bit, dipped a bit in, in BC where you are and, and dipped, you know, about 13 or 14 points in Alberta, which was uh, a little surprising. And maybe there are other reasons for that. Aaron O'Toole didn't come to Alberta. Maybe it would have been bad optics, you know, if he's, you know, it seems desperate that, that he's trying to hold on to Fortress Alberta. But I, I don't know. What, what do you make of those results? Well, it's interesting because Jagmeet Singh took a lot of criticism for being in Alberta. Um, and I, I felt that it was the right move to respect where Albertans were. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's devastating to see what's happening in Alberta. Um, and as your neighbor over in BC, I'm none too pleased that we seem to be unable to help you. Um, I think we have to put politics aside, especially those who are complaining that, you know, everything's become political, uh, like mm-hmm. vaccines and masks. Well, those same people need for our neighbors. Um, and uh, we have, I believe we have the ability to do so. But I do respect Aaron for taking, you know, putting it on the line and not going to Alberta. I wish Mr. Singh and Mr. Trudeau had done the same, walked their own talk. Um, But it was, 
devastating to see that the PPC were a significant factor into why we lost certain ridings in Western Canada. This is this used to be a place uh, that we could rely on. BC was a far more competitive place for Conservatives than those seats that you're talking about in Alberta and, and even in Saskatchewan, for example. Um, I think that this is another reason, Erin O'Toole, we need to stay consistent with our leaders. The last thing that this party needs is another leadership. Um, you know, we, we've had to, and it's time to buckle down and really do the work. And I would say to Conservatives, the work is actually in the policy convention. The work is on the convention floor, if we can ever get back to having those types of conventions. And it, this is not the sexy stuff. We actually have to contribute to our EDAs, which is our, which is our uh, writings. We actually have to communicate with our writing presidents, our MPs, if we have one. Um, we have to communicate with other brothers and sisters in the party and be able to move forward together. Not another leadership race, which is just divisive. Well, and that's the thing. And, and you know, and I wonder, because I, I, I don't think Aaron O'Toole deserves criticism for running a positive campaign or, or trying well, to stay out of the mock. God forbid, right? right? But I mean, you know, <laughs> the way that it was almost like, you know, the, the, the liberals in, in the PPC were feeding off each other, the, the divisiveness. And, uh, you know, I think they both capitalized on that. And, and you alluded to it earlier. I mean, it leaves us as, as a country in, in a... You know, even though we got basically the same results in the House that we had before, we're a lot more divided. There's a lot more, you know, yeah. ugliness than, than there was even, you know, 30 or 40 days ago. Well, you know, that hubris that Mr. Trudeau demonstrated last night and this morning, um, I think, you know, the journalist reminded him that this is the lowest or smallest minority in our country's history, and he did not win the popular vote. And that's not to say I'm, I'm going to litigate the mandate that he has in front of him. Um, you know, in some ways, I'm seeing this glass half full. It allows us to hone um, our 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 message. It allows, much like with Jagmeet Singh, this will allow Aaron to only get stronger and better, which I think Jagmeet Singh did uh, since 2019. Um, and it also is actually more of a curse for Mr. Trudeau. Um, you know, Mr. Trudeau is taking this as a win. I take this as a very stern warning from Canadians. Mm -hmm. uh, don't don't do this again. Um, and I think that there are a lot of minefields ahead of Mr. Trudeau as well. Uh, this is also a good thing for Aaron O'Toole and the Conservatives. Um, it also allows us to see where the fringe parties in this country are going to contribute to our political dialogue, our discussion. Um, what's, for example, going to happen with the Greens? I think um, Ms. Paul needs to be at the table. And Rob, I think she's in the right arena, but she's on the wrong team. That reminds, she reminds me a lot of Jody Wilson-Raybould, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, very intelligent. I think she was the bright spark in the election. Um, I found her entertaining and she made me smile and I was excited for her. I wish we could get her on the conservative <laughs> yes. side, but that's never going to happen. Um, but, you know, I don't think we should see this as a cakewalk for Mr. Trudeau. Legislatively, and you know this, governance is a whole lot different from retail politics and that smile and that you know the hair and everything canadians aren't buying it anymore and i think we have i i think you know this is not so much that canadians didn't want to see conservatives it had a lot to do with the intersection of the ppc unfortunately maybe possibly jason kenny I hate to say that. It hurts my heart to say that. Mm -hmm. And also the fact that we hadn't, that maybe, um, you know, with our initial platform coming out, and this is really, like I said, you know, a shedding of the skin of 2011, maybe we just need to hone 
say we need to spend invest in that because conservatives used to be the you know the thinkers of Canada, the party lawyers, the professors to lead Canadians to to future. We used to give a hand up, not a hand out. And we, our job is to make the environment prosperous so that you can achieve what you need to achieve. You can be your best self. I don't know if we've necessarily figured out um, how to explain that to Canadians in a way that they understand in bite-sized chunks. Um, but I am very proud of Mr. O'Toole's campaign. Um, I, I was frustrated on the gun control uh, issue and the flip-flopping. But, Rob, haven't I always said on your show that I'd love for us to give more space um, and more leeway for politicians when they want to apologize or they want to admit they've done something wrong and allow them to make that U-turn and say, you know what, that shouldn't have been there, right? So I, I, I can't say my, I have, my anger is not towards Mr. O'Toole. I, or my, I actually don't have any anger. My frustration is more about, um, uh, I think, I think it wasn't what we didn't, it wasn't what we had in the platform. It's some of the things that I felt that we needed to have that weren't there, uh, that, that I'm a little bit frustrated by. Right. At least we'll leave it there. Always appreciate the input and the conversation. Thanks for making some time for us here today. Yeah, well, good luck this afternoon in Alberta. You've got another big political story coming your oh, way. Oh, my goodness. Do we ever we'll see how it goes? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hold no, on we, to your hat, yeah, ladies no and kidding. gentlemen. Appreciate it. <laughs> Elise, take care. We'll talk okay, again. Rob, All right. Care. There you go. That's uh, political commentator analyst Elise Mills, a senior associate with Sussex Strategy Group, and you know some perspective uh, from, from the conservative side of things. So she's very much uh, of the opinion that, look, Aaron O'Toole is not the problem here, and maybe if you give him whenever the next election is, say 18 months or two years, to really lay the groundwork for, for another go with this. Look, Harper lost in 2004, right? And the Conservatives gave him another go. He was the Prime Minister two years later. So your thoughts on that side of things, your thoughts on the election results, uh, you know, in, in whichever way you, you want to interpret them or whatever's got you happy or feeling frustrated today, as Elise just alluded to, 3.30 today, we're going to get a cabinet shuffle here in Alberta. Uh, The premier is staying as the premier, as far as we know, but uh, we're going to have a new health minister as of uh, 3.30-ish this afternoon. That's been confirmed by multiple sources. We'll see what else changes. We're going to get a COVID update at 5 o'clock today with the premier, chief medical officer of health, and maybe the new health minister. There was an in-person UCP caucus meeting tomorrow, a lot of conversation about Jason Kenney's future. Uh, And he intends to to fight to keep his job as premier, even though there's some rumblings in the party that maybe it's time for somebody else. And the other bit of news today, the Alberta government has officially reached out to the federal government asking for help in dealing with this fourth wave of the pandemic. Help in transporting patients to other provinces, help in providing additional staff, doctors, nurses, etc. So a lot going on here today on this Tuesday afternoon. My name is Rob Breckenridge. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.